I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife-to-be, Christina. Hello. And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast, not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. For today's episode, we are reviewing the 1996 blockbuster film, The Rock. The screenplay is written by Mark Rosner and it is directed by Michael Bay. Uh, This is our first film produced by the Jerry Bruckheimer Don Simpson team. Uh, And today we are joined by a very special guest, Dorian Keyes. Hi. Um, I just take umbrage with a couple uh, tidbits of your intro, Artoon, because the writing credit is highly, very contentious on this film. So it was very mm-hmm. casual of you to attribute it to one person. We'll, and, and we'll get into and that. You said, <laughs> and, and you said the first film from Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. You meant the first film from Jerry Bruckheimer because Don Simpson dies and does not yes. release another film. So That's true, but it, that still does make it the first. Now, mm. a, a little about <laughs> A little about <laughs> If you're going to take umbrage, you got to just wait till after the intro for umbrage situations. You can't just interrupt the middle of the intro. I didn't interrupt the middle. I literally waited until you were done speaking. This is still the intro. We're still in the intro, Christina. I haven't even. Your intro intro is like 20 minutes long. There's no way to like wait for the end and then jump back and be like, and be like, by the way, the writing credit was wrong. That was a perfectly appropriate time to say what you just said was kind of weird, knowing what we know about the film. But let's move on. Let's carry on. <laughs> Introduce Dorian. We love Dorian. Okay. Dorian. Who is Dorian? Dorian is from oh. South Jersey. He's our pal. and His our hands are roommate. currently covering his mouth. <laughs> Christina, Christina, let me get through this intro. Oh! <laughs> Dorian, is, Dorian is from South Jersey. He's our pal and our former roommate. He is also a writer and director, and you might know him from the web series Westinghouse that we made together. He's optioned scripts with big name companies, and as he's been paid to write, folks, we have a real TV writer with us today. He has a girlfriend. Don't be mad at him. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is <clears throat> wow. That's a great intro. Thank you, Artun. Thank you You're both welcome, for having You're me welcome. on. Welcome. Welcome what a pleasure. Thank you for being here. I do. I, I have a girlfriend. I've been paid to write. I, I fucking rock. And that's one of the great things about me is how wow. is, is how much I rock. Um, and, and speaking of rocks. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I, that I didn't see that connection at all. Whoa. <laughs> I am so honored to be on this podcast. And... I I just feel very lucky with the episode that I that you guys gave to me and I'm really excited to talk about the movie and to get into it so thank you for having me. You're welcome Dorian. We're happy to have you here. Uh let's I think this is a good 
like starting point uh, before we get even get into the plot of this movie. What's your, I guess, position on Michael Bay movies? Like, what's your history there or Estine as well? But let's start with Dorian. I would say my, <laughs> oh man, my history with Michael Bay movies is limited and I would say generally pretty unfavorable. That said, mm. he did Transformers, the original Transformers. I believe right? the first two at least, actually. Loved that movie when I was, <laughs> insert whatever age I was. Teenage so, boy, essentially. Yeah, probably. so yeah. yeah, I thought I I thought the guy from Holes, Shia LaBeouf, I thought Shia LaBeouf was awesome. I thought um, uh, Megan Fox, God, why am I so bad? I'm getting like podcast nerves. I can't hey, remember relax, Shia baby. LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Yeah, good God. You literally relax. said them. No, no. From our perception, you said their names like in Perfectly. time. There was no Am long com- lag I'm coming or across anything. well. You're coming Everyone across well. Everyone thinks fine. I'm doing yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say I would say generally like I feel like meh, pa- Michael Bay. I don't hate him, and I certainly am not excited by him. So gotcha. there you have it. That was what I felt going into this, at least. Sure. Nice. Nice. Good. And Steen, do you have any history with Michael Bay movies? I feel like they might not be your speed. I but... similarly have seen the Transformer movies, but I was sort of like closing my eyes and trying to dissociate. I think when I was seeing them in theaters, <laughs> nice. and I, I, I don't like, I don't like action movies, so I don't, I don't care for it. And I liked mm. uh, a comment Artoon was making when we were watching this film, which is that Michael Bay doesn't understand women. But he understands mm. men. <laughs> and I would, the only part where I might disagree with you is that he even understands men. But he does he, understand he, boys. He understands, he understands boys. boys. Oh my God. Michael Bay and little boys are God. just a perfect match. Um, yes. Um, which Arthur, to, do you want to do? Sp- oh, I was going to say just my own experience, if, if that's all right, um, with, with, with you. Uh, I was going to say, I have been a fan for a long time in the sense that I not only watched the Transformers movies, I've watched some of his other movies. I it's recently watched – I am a little boy. Part of me will always be a little boy. Um, I watched Six Underground with my brother Alan when we were both really high, and we were just like – it's not like I'm watching these movies going like, this is pushing the forefront of art. But I go like, this is something very specific that scratches an itch for me of – explosions and you know pa 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 yeah um arjun do you want to do sponsor spot before spoiler free or after spoiler free let's do the sponsor spot now uh our sponsor marcus hunter has decided to give his sponsorship over today to dorian keys so dorian anything to sponsor the episode today hey folks today's episode is brought to you by uh my brother's deli centrellas in havertown pennsylvania the best Delco deli around. Go there to get a hoagie or to get anything you want, as long as what you want is meat or cheese, uh, and maybe a nice can of Coke. Centrellas, it's affordable, or it isn't. I haven't checked the prices. Bar- brought to you by Marcus Hunter. <laughs> this this just made me so emotional at the thought of we are now working up that you could do like a food tour of Cage Old Question <laughs> and hit up this deli and Anujella in Boston if you're doing an mm. East Coast uh, yeah. trip. Um, so we wow. let's let's if you if you if anyone else has any restaurants that want to sponsor the show, think about just how far that reach could go. Yeah, truly. And go ahead and email cageoldquestionpod at gmail.com. Uh, never too late to do that. Let's uh, 
let's get into this movie, shall we? Well, you're gonna do so. I, I, I would assume. Plot. I think I think a recommendation is going to be people should watch this movie. So if you care oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. spoilers, um, you can pause and watch it. If you don't care, um, Archie will give a quick spoiler-free version in case you change your mind and you think, oh, I would love to have this not spoiled for me before we spoil it. <laughs> All right. Let's rock and roll. What is this movie about? <clears throat> FBI chemical warfare expert Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas- don't laugh just because it's laughable doesn't mean you can start laughing dorian <laughs> good, 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 good. good good speed here played by Nicolas cage is sent on an urgent mission with former british spy john patrick mason sean connery to stop general francis hummel ed harris from launching chemical weapons on alcatraz island into san francisco General Hummel demands $100 million in war reparations to be paid to the families of slain servicemen who died on covert operations. After the SEAL team sent in is wiped out, it's up to Stanley and John to deal with these soldiers on their own. My, oh, my. Uh, This movie was fun. Ready to get into it? Ready (laughs) to spoilers? Spoilers ahead? Spoiler for us. Dorian, what'd you think? Um, I... I was hoping that I would know what I think by the end of this podcast, because I certainly don't know going in. This was a really weird watch for me. It seemed riddled with, with what I can only come up with as like the military version of propaganda. Uh, it feels, for whatever reason, they're all like Ed Ed Harris. That's his name? Yes. Ed, yeah. Ed Harris's well, I was, character. I was like, that looks like the guy from Westworld. And our team is like, the man in black. <laughs> Yes. So Ed, Ed Harris is like, everyone agrees that he's a hero. Everyone agrees in the movie, at least. Yes. And it's like, is he maybe making a bad decision now? We know he's made good decisions in terms of like butchering Vietnamese people, I think, Mm -hmm. for maybe 20 years. I think there's one line that's like, I've been killing Vietnamese women and children (laughs) before you were born. (laughs) And everyone's like, all right. Everyone's like, all right, we got to give it up for him. He does. He does. He does. And he says it to the chief of staff. He says it to the chief of staff who's 33 years old. He says it to Leo McGarry. And I go, damn, chief of staff at 33? Not bad for that guy. That guy's not bad for that, that guy's guy. moving up the ranks quickly. That guy is a social climber. Um, yeah, there's a lot of lines about it's like, like someone will be like, "Whoa, this guy's an insane terrorist," and then like one of the quote unquote good guys will be like, "Hey, watch your mouth." Without a doubt, he's a hero. And I'm like, yeah. "Whoa!" The politics of this movie were so bizarre to me that when then overlaid with like. It's, like the rocket man energy of the rest of it it yes. gets this it's a real cosmic gumbo uh yes. as as you far can, as i'm concerned it's like how you can say in one sentence president obama is a war criminal yes yes <laughs> it's i i t- I totally hear what you're saying. And he's a hero. He's a legend. <laughs> and he's a hero. <laughs> he yes. is an American hero. He's yep. an American hero. There, th- I feel like there was actually, yeah, there was a line where they were talking about, like, he used to be a hero. Say what you will, but he's a legend for sure. And he's I'm a just, legend like, for the sure. Line, the line between hero to legend to villain and how we have this spectrum, like, birthed to us also from the Batman franchise of the, you live long enough, 
to mm-hmm. you either die a hero or live long enough live to long become enough, the villain. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Great along line. that spectrum is legend is between the mm-hmm. two. And I think sometimes another person who falls on this spectrum is Nicolas Cage himself of like, <gasps> the actor. Of like, wow. Yeah, the actor Nick Cage, and the, the actor. Like, yep. Starts in a lot of Holy. hero roles, transitions into legend. There's a chance for him to be villain, depending on what he does to us with these streamer <laughs> movies coming on along later down. But I think I think overall where I keep landing is that like I don't know if he's a good actor, but I know he's a legend. Mm. Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Okay. Is is So is is Head Harris a good man? You don't know, but he's a legend. Well, <laughs> he certainly. is a, he is giving me some Thanos energy here in the sense of sure. he's not he's not just a cookie cutter villain with like a like a you know the hundred million dollar demand. And if not, he's just like for me and my boys to go back and live mm-hmm. rich in the Bahamas. Like there's like a yeah. very like, and like uh, fantasy, sexy. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, yeah he's, he's sexy. That bald, he's definitely sexy. sexy. He's he's bringing some bald yes. culture into the movie in a very yes. important way. Yes. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. Um, nice. Before we get too far into the film, I when I was just just in the thirty minutes before we started recording, when I do my little research about the film, mm-hmm. um, Dorian, I don't know if you know this that. Oh, I do. One of the. Yeah, one of the motivations for the British entering into conflict with Iraq is that one of their secret intelligence sources reported Saddam Hussein was amassing chemical weapons. They realized this was bad intel because he described it as in glass containers, which is very famously within the chemist industry known not how you would carry this but was popularized by the rock. As, oh my god! Like the imagery, and they, it's interesting. Of like, like the, the the creators of the film are like, this is not the legacy I want for this no. movie. No. Like that's no. not like like because they're also like they're also like it was meant to be obvious. Of anyone who is in anyone who knows anything about chemical bio warfare stuff would know that these little glass anal beads are not it. Yeah. Like no, it looks so ridiculous. Not. I I it feel looks- like. I would not blame the film. I can't blame the film for that. I'm like, certainly not. Yeah. No, the I want to be like, there is a scary shadow of like literal war that is possibly linked as like a butterfly flapping wings to this movie. <laughs> but I agree. I don't think this movie is to blame. For. No, I think that they so would have, if they didn't do this, they would have used 1994's live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they would have said it comes in long, tall canisters like the ooze <laughs> yes. does. Um, someone (laughs) very fucking stupid wanted to do some war and they just were going to point to any movie to make it happen. Um, So crazy. (laughs) So crazy. But yeah, shocking. See, you also mentioned earlier in the intro, another bit of research that I found so interesting was a list of, uh, arbitrage, screenwriting, conflict, who actually wrote this movie. Yeah. Uh, A lot of big names in there. A lot of big a names. A lot of big We're names. Talking. I saw Tarantino was thrown around. Sorkin thrown around. Sorkin thrown around. In, yep. in Roger Ebert's review, he points out that the the needle to the heart, quote unquote, which is apparently located in, in Nicolas Cage's stomach, um, is <laughs> is like a rip out of Pulp Fiction. And I and then that makes me seeing Quentin Tarantino thrown around. I'm like, was he like 
throw my signature move in or was that like somebody else like threw that thing in later and then yeah, Quentin's like interesting did Quentin <laughs> see the bad? script to do rewrites and he's like wait a minute what the hell you guys are using my <laughs> my needle in the heart thing this is so yeah. I, I bet he put it in and there it, it sounded like the sort of cluster fire too where like actors are bringing on their own dialogue people to punch up oh. their own lines and that like who yeah. knows if anyone ever read this script once the whole way through, I no. right? I want to I want to certainly say this. not. I, I know I actually do know, <laughs> and the answer is they didn't. <laughs> uh, I I think this is. I was reading a, a about Michael Bay talking about this movie, and I think this mm-hmm. is the best answer to like the quote writing of it and like the story. He goes, "A big question is why are the boilers on on this island that is supposed to be abandoned." Um, Mm. and then he goes, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're just going to move on to the next action sequence. And I do Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of it is it doesn't matter. You're not here to find out why the boilers are on. You're not here. It's great that there's more dimension to the villain. It's great that there's like all these extra layers to it. But at the end of the day, he's realizing we're cutting quick. We're moving quick. And we're seeing action that's relentless and nonstop, which is, I feel his signature style and for, 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 for me i'm like there's no way to say that this is a good film to me this <gasps> is not a good film like it's worth it's what? worth seeing but it's like a terrible movie <gasps> no, but no, no, no 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 here's wait, the wait, thing wait, wait, here's wait. the thing Arjun, don't interrupt me don't interrupt me the thing is is that is that like like as an artistic work i would say abject failure it is a commercial success by every definition every it is definition. an oscar nominated film it gained Box office receipts of over three hundred and thirty-five million on a budget of seventy-five million. Yep. That is unbelievable. That is that is a success. This is this is the kind of movie where it's like no matter what anyone is gonna say bad about it, you always get to just give them the middle finger and be like, "Sorry." <laughs> yeah, suck did, it, bro. Um, Ebert gave me, me three point five out of four. Look, this is where I, I'm like. Whoa, I don't have to give a shit. Wait, no, 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 no. We're we're back. God, it feels like I'm back on the couch again, sitting between Christina and yeah. Dorian, where they're like, yeah. "Oh God," and I'm like, "Oh God." Um, <laughs> this this is a good movie. This is a good movie. I thought it was a good movie when I watched it, and I thought it was one of Michael Bay's best. And what? to to give you an idea of artistic value, I think we can all oh. agree, uh, oh. Criterion values art, and there is a Criterion. The, the, uh, disc for this movie, uh, Criterion just doesn't just value commercial success. They you don't. Know what I mean? They don't. I they don't have Criterion... one for Cotton Club. I emailed them about it. Okay. Criterion so... values values. I think success in a bunch of different ways, artistic sure. success, but also like this is this movie is a spectacle. I don't imagine I'll ever see a movie as complicated as with as many patterns as the rock it was just endless <laughs> fucking i'm like my mind is is racing watching it trying to connect these themes trying to connect these scenes and it doesn't none of it happens and criterion sees that and they understand that we need a disc to capture this yes. madness because this belongs God, I would, in the museum i would kill to listen to that audio commentary on that criterion. oh my god i, I hope that you yeah, get it it's, it's good. i think it's michael bay jerry bruckheimer nicholas yeah. cage and maybe ed harris all doing commentary on it and i'm like i would love the fact that they this. couldn't get sean connery is the thing that will forever break my heart because here's yes his commentary would be would unreal. be incredible yeah. i 
and we can get into this and we can get more specifically into the movie because we've been talking about it at general. But I mm-hmm. think the re- relationship between Connery and Cage here is, I think, what propels this movie and makes it what, in my opinion, like pushes it to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. It really picks up when they get together. Like the beginning yes. is sure fun and all and or like you know like it's a lot of setup there's a lot of setup that has to happen for this movie to somewhat even make sense going all the way to who is ed harris's character what are these chemical weapons who's nicholas cage who's sean connery then they can start the movie it really seems if that makes sense i i won't hit too hard but i'll just say that i disagree i didn't think (gasps) they had chemistry it looked to me like they were Mm. never making eye contact (gasps) i the one moment that i loved between the two of them is when they are sitting in the back of that like police truck face to face and sean connery barks in nicholas cage's face it's just like one bar like that was really cool that was yeah I didn't. I didn't feel it. Uh, Do you guys remember when we moments. when we all watched uh, when we all okay. watched Mission say- Impossible three? Oh, and yes. and Philip Seymour Hoffman overhears a conversation and goes oh like, "My God, you're like he's like you're what, her name. Who's Emma or like whatever uh-huh. the name of the person is?" But he yeah. like every single thing you say every reaction you make he's watching and he's listening and there's something mm-hmm. so sexy and powerful about it i got that immediately in the car where he's talking about whatever and he's like sure you've got a girlfriend and it's like oh my god yes. don't speak around this man he's dangerous yes. yeah he's dangerous yeah. and he's yeah. listening he's I, listening this this feels like a something from the 90s but like it's when they want to introduce like a really cool or a really big bad, they go, "Oh, you don't even want to know the history of this guy. He has yeah, yeah. Name. Oh, you don't. You couldn't even imagine. <laughs> you can't even imagine what he's done. Any information and on it's him? It's crazy how inapplicable it is. Where you're like, wait, I. Why is this guy here? I would love a yeah. little explanation of like. I actually wait, would appreciate he... some explanation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, they do you explain. Handle that. They do. They they get into they a go, bit. He's the, the only man to escape from Alcatraz, and it seems like he was recaptured. So which... I mean, I guess escape, escape, not escape. Um, but... yeah. well, which uh, that's also one of my favorite lines in the movie, though, is when one of the the lackeys goes, "I was under the impression no one had ever escaped from Alcatraz, sir," and the manager goes. Paxton, don't argue. <laughs> he's like, he, he's so tired after he yeah. yells, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah. so, it's the fun. And it's also such a good way of handling, like, that's how I think you should handle, like, plot holes or things that are, like, yes. very, very notoriously untrue in the real world. Yes. Is you just, like, yell the character's name and very tiredly tell them not to argue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Find a way just to have the person at the top be, like... God, I, I, you're so annoying. You're so annoying. Because that's so relatable. You're like, oh, so that guy rude. is it's annoying. So rude Shut when up. You Don't ask me. that question. God. So, uh, can I ask a question? Do please. You, I'm not sure what percentage of the way through this podcast uh, we are, but at the end of this, are there? Do we have some questions that we want to like? have our have answered like do we do we answer if the movie's good do we have we'll to try and see that we will at the end we do it. ratings but we, we but that's a great question of like we don't usually settle hard and fast on good okay but- 
I honestly would like to not settle. I, 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 I not that you guys put pressure on me to to come up with a good or not, but there's part of me that wanted to come in here and say this is like objective trash garbage <gasps> and i wanna uh i wanna shout at everybody involved but then there's another part of me that's like no and and also every every action movie should be this and should be this unhinged and maybe like a offen- like maybe deeply offensive thematically yes. celebrating like war criminals as heroes like i think we should be doing that more and getting into it more or running away from it more i don't know i don't know no, I'm I'm with you. We should run towards it, and I think you should watch Con Air, which is our next episode, because mm. I think Con Air does what you're describing of like. But also, we should have more action that it is offensive, but it's action. We should make. That. <laughs> I'm like Con Air is an offensive is action movie that should absolutely yes. have been made, and yes. I love it. It feels the like Rock, maybe Nick the Rock, Cage is I that. I would be like maybe. But- Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, we can, we're not going to get into if Nicolas Cage is bad or not. That's We're getting, we're... we're no, we're not the, bad. The, uh, no, I said, is that. I feel like he lives oh, in that? this impossible to pin down. I feel oh, like you yes. guys have this Sisyphean, Sisyphean, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Whatever it is, you guys have an absolutely impossible task. I was watching this movie with laser focus, trying to, trying to like have a little star meter that goes to the right when Nick is crushing it and goes to the left when he's blowing it. And it didn't move once at all. It's like spinning like a compass in Lost or something. Yes. I could not keep track. He's not, he's not delivering any single line in a way that I could possibly have guessed he was going to say it. That's right. Arjun, can we, can we try something different for this episode and do our Nicolas Cage Analysis up. Sure, up top, and then yeah. do movie leftover up top because I yes. think I think that's naturally where we're going, and I and I love that you're saying that, Dorian. Because here's my thing, and sorry to be comparing this to Conair, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but I'll mm-hmm. say you'll hear me next time say in Conair, I feel like I can hear every word he says, and he's doing his usual Nicolas Cage thing where his like his intonations are so crazy, like. Whatever the like hell version of iambic pentameter is like, <laughs> kind of what he's yes. his heartbeat is so erratic. Oh um, my god! But this, but I could hear the words, even if they're crazy. I can hear this one. Sometimes he's just doing like indie mumblecore. I can't hear a goddamn thing right. he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And then every so often when he is talking, he's saying things like in his sex scene, like naughty naughty. <laughs> or like or like when he's getting interrupted and he's going this isn't happening and you're like it, yeah dude satan's uh, pantameter okay i want to i want to get involved i want to i want to let me let me once again god i do feel uh, like the defender yeah, the defender of justice protect the protector him, of cage yeah. of justice uh, and justice, yes, Cage and justice. Um, I think Cage delivers. No, Justice and Cage's. Um, mm. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Um, I think he brings an unreal character to this genre. I think we are seeing in an action movie someone that we don't normally see. Right, um, someone who's a more of a risk taker. I feel like I love Bruce Willis, but like he plays a really mm. cool action hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not running around saying things, and it was his idea to not curse all the way in the beginning till the end when he drops an f bomb. Uh, but he says, 
things like, why don't you cut the chit chat? A hole. Or, yeah. how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? Yeah. And these are lines he made up. Yeah. Um, in fact, Bay yeah, said. They sound like it. They sound like it. They sound and, like And you know what's good up. about that, Steve? You know what's good about that? It means he is playing a character. And you, what would that character come up with? What would that character say? It comes from the deranged minds of Cage. And all of his characters are somewhat deranged. So it makes sense for mm. them to play and say these deranged things. Michael Bay but wanted to cut the Zeus's because the character is presented to us. The character is presented to us as he's actually like a really desk smart. agent, a desk agent <laughs> chemist. His specialty is yes, he's in the FBI, but it's chemical warfare, whatever. Like, like he. Have you heard like nerds talk? Have you heard nerds talk? Nerds talk all ki- they say all kinds of weird shit. They're, they're referencing Zeus's butthole left and right. Steen, he's a chemical engineer. That's the whole point. You hit the nail on the head, baby. How you like me now? I how hate the, you. How in the name of Zeus's butthole are you going to come back from that, baby? Okay, wait. I think that there's maybe narrowing it down. I think there was one scene in particular that really I was I was unsure if he was doing the scene this great disservice or – and making it like unhinged and, and I can't keep track of what what it's supposed to be. Or he's taking like a pretty meh action scene and elevating it to this brand new uh, Lynchian whatever. <laughs> but it's Connery and Cage. Uh, the man is dead and his foot is twitching and Nick oh, Cage yeah. is getting very distracted. Or sorry, uh, uh, Agent Goodspeed <laughs> is getting very yeah. distracted and he's like, are, th- are those bodies supposed to do that? And Sean Connery's like, what do you want me to kill him again? Um, <laughs> and then Nick Cage just screams. He's like, sorry if I'm getting a little freaking, like, uh, just cut me some freaking slack. And I was watching it. And I actually, paused, like, and I usually really don't do this because I don't like to get things uninterrupted, but my brain was already interrupted anyway. I paused and rewatched the scene just to see, like, what would I tried to imagine? What would this be if it is, if it is Bruce Willis and I don't know who, a, because honestly, Sean Connery is also a pretty weird guy. He's doing playing some, James Bond. He's like playing yeah, like a is. James Bond again. <laughs> He's playing James Bond, but like old. He also, I, and this is where I take everything too literally. Apparent, like I now have as my history of this character is that he suffered maybe 30 years of sexual abuse in prison. Oh, yeah. Um, believe you me, a, we wrote a down. A throwaway we wrote joke line a that horrible, ends up being yeah. absolutely harrowing. Um, yes. A- anyway, it, 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 leave that for whatever <laughs> different also, section we're going to be. Like, yeah. But what that scene, like, or at, pick a scene in your head, like, is Cage, is is this movie better, worse, or just horizontal if it has Bruce Willis as the lead and it doesn't have OG Wiz replaced with, like, you, you know, it doesn't have all of Nick Cage's rewrites as well. What is this movie if it casts Bruce Willis? Worse. It's probably just a little more normcore. <laughs> I wouldn't say worse. I would say horizontal, <laughs> a different sandwich. Like mm-hmm. I think a different sandwich. I think it's I think it's um 
I'm trying to articulate it as a, as like neither actor necessarily would serve the film to elevate it, but the film mm. elevates Nicolas Cage's career more than it would Bruce Willis. I think oh. it would be another line versus for Cage. It's like Cage and Michael Bay is not Marky Mark and, My- and Michael Bay is not like mm. yes anybody else. And yeah. I think that's valuable to see to try okay well here's my counter argument to it mm-hmm. a lot of times when because mm-hmm. we now a lot of people i'd say like the general public people citizens civilians uh, whatever yeah, you call civilians. Like, yeah civilians um when yeah, we mention we do a nicholas cage podcast a lot of times people will bring up the rock it's like a mm. cornerstone of people's understanding of nicholas cage's career um, For full disclosure, of, I I don't remember anyone ever bringing up the rock to me. Okay, well, <laughs> keep, keep going. I'll say going. one of the very Only because you introed it as a lot of times people bring up the I, rock. And I'm I talking. Have no memory of I guess. I guess I'm sure, just go for it, go for Christina. I guess I'm okay. just out there slinging the pod. Yeah, uh, that's you are true. The pod. That's, that's true. true. I okay. am Let's like, give don't a quick tell clap. anyone. Let's give a quick don't. Because my style is more don't tell anyone about the pod. Yeah. Like, like yes. this yeah. is our secret. It's cool. This keep it secret. Keep it, like, cool. keep it extremely safe. safe. Yeah. I will and say, Artoon's yeah. like, more people should be listening. We should get Nicolas yeah. Cage on it. I'm like, we do not let him Cage. find out. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, tell yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. working on getting Cage on the pod. I will say, yeah. though, no, we, no. We, don't, we don't get that many DMs on Instagrams. But Bob Baggett DM'd us on November 7th going, please do The Rock. With no hint of like that it's coming up, that anything. And I'm just saying again. This one's for you, Bob. This one's for Bob. you, Bob. But I'm, I'm saying, you, I think when people think about Nicolas Cage, this is one of the like, let's say 10 movies that will come to their mind. And they go, oh, love The Rock. Like for people yeah. that like it and like Nicolas Cage. And so yeah. in that sense, I think it is an elevated movie because of him, because people remember it for him, if that yeah. makes sense. I think it's memorable. Oh, I think it's, um, uh, I think it's, it adds, you know, it, it remembers. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah, I hear you. You, 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 I hear you. I hear you, babe. I hear you. Babe. I hear you. Um, I see you. And I respect you. I was going to say, the hell out of you. actually a, a good performance from Nicolas Cage moment that I thought was um, when he was on the helicopter and his character is nervous and his face is like pretty unexpressive but his you can see his eyes are just like really big and searching and he's just shaking his knees together back and Mm. forth Mm -hmm. i was like that is cool this is a moment Mm. i can buy in of he's an fbi agent so he's trained to control his expression but he is Mm. way out of his element and his legs are jittering more so than anyone else i was like Mm -hmm. these are the kind of details i want to believe in are coming out of Nicolas Cage and are good. Um, but uh, like I said, the, also, is he wearing eyeliner? I wouldn't know the answer to that. Really interesting question. <laughs> it really, really seems like question. he was, but I can't be sure. And I would say, I guess my other things about like Nicolas Cage in specific in the movie is I, I, I'm harping on this all the time, and I feel weird about it and bad. His widow's peak drives me crazy. You gotta um, let this go. I know. Well, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna try to let it go, but I was I had a I had I was thinking about it really hard, and I was thinking about um, it's 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 my um 
very sexist obsession with like fertility and sexuality mm. like oftentimes you get this sort of like women's hair is much more hair and shoulders is much more carefully policed about like mm. having sexy long hair having mm. really short lesbian hair will be frowned mm. upon because like now you're less desirable because i can mm. tell by that haircut that maybe you're not interesting and i mm. think my lizard brain keeps being like you are the like a, such a big symbol of virility and like 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 have origins as a sex icon like mm -hmm. still have so much charisma and stuff that the widow peak is so widow's peak is so distracting for me because if he shaved or was doing a, like wearing wigs or something mm -hmm. it would have a different like full sexy effect and I'm finding the widow's peak distracting. But the thing of like why I agree, let it go and shut up about it, Christina, <laughs> is that <laughs> is that he doesn't have to be sexy all the time. Mm. You don't have to be your best presentation of your most fertile self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, <laughs> widow's peaks are no. I say this. I say this because yeah. you two are like you guys end up being like. As much as I try to be so woke, sometimes I am unbelievably mm. offensive and rude. And especially <laughs> when it comes to like judging people for their appearances. And you mm. two are two of the people who check me the most often. Especially mm. Dorian will be like just a reminder, making fun of. <laughs> something someone can't change is not cool <laughs> and so i yeah. just i but it's for me it's like when I, you're on the big screen it becomes a distraction and i had it specific moments so, in this yeah. movie when michael bay has a cool close-up and the widow's peak is cut out and i'm just like he's breathtaking his yeah. his face his sculpt his sculpted face and his eyes are breathtaking Versus the distraction of when he's like on his weak knees ass doing hairline. flare. That weak ass. I'll yeah, tell you, it dude, doesn't you bother me one weak bit. Weak ass, thin ass hairline. It doesn't bother me You're one bit. You're pointing out the. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She had candy ass fucking wow. hairline trying to wow. dominate God. a ninety foot screen, and it's like put. You know, spice it up. Interesting, though, because we also talked about Bruce Willis earlier on this pod. Another yeah, bald, sex bald icon bald that spent 20 years not shaving a pretty yeah. dog shit uh, head and shoulders. Oh, that, yeah. uh, it's so weird to go back and revisit movies, even like Sixth yeah. Sense, where you're like, yeah. Death Becomes what? Her. Yeah. Death Is yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the yeah. hell? You were allowed yeah. to do that? <laughs> It's crazy. Back in the day. I think that's my other is that I always want to just keep raising the flag of bald culture is where yes. it's at. Yes. So and Dorian buzz appreciates that, it. Dude. Buzz it right off. Buzz Look it. at Ed. Looks absolutely I mean Ed looks good. Gorgeous. Looks good in this he film. looks so good. He looks gorgeous. That's a man. That is a man. When he says it's over, Anakin, I have the high ground. Uh and they don't <laughs> yeah. and they don't surrender. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. my god! You should be surrendering to this man. He has the high yes, ground. He, should be surrendering he does. To he that does man. have the high ground. It's crazy. He never calls the order at the end of the day. Ed no, Harris no. would he not, and he only calls he for ceasefire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He only ever says stop shooting. He only ever does. But which is also so complicated because yes, it's he's only ordering for ceasefires when it's white people at the end of the nozzle. 
yeah, whatever yeah. the but the right when when it's white people in yep. the range of the bullets. <laughs> at the end of the gun nozzle <laughs> yeah fight in vietnam for as long as we have to yeah, yeah. oh but my god i've been massacring Marine. vietnamese yes. since yes. before you were born there's but no greater tragedy than an american soldier dying unnoticed that's true <laughs> yes and that's yes. right <laughs> Uh, this film does scream America. I just in my notes have the American yes. flag like four times in a row going America, yeah. America, America, America. Um, yeah. And yet also very critical of like the U S military's military, treatment yes. of its soldier. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's so complicated. I can't wrap but my mind also, around it. <laughs> it's it's, but it's one of those things of like, it's the bayification of these issues where like, yeah. we have the critique of how the U S government treats its soldiers, but we're, the story is actually about the hottest, sexiest, angriest yes. of those soldiers getting the revenge, doing the, the, yeah. the, re, the reality is that the U S <laughs> treats its veterans like dog shit and reduces yeah. them to like, like, crumbling shells of people without healthcare yeah. or like mm-hmm. like enough support or mental health services or these things of like like the where the truth lies is not in this movie is not in the movie that's the yes. one thing you know the one yes. thing you know at the end of every michael bay movie is that where the ever the truth is it's not here it's yes. not here he's saying even and though- doing just enough to get yes, to a slow motion 360 shot or to get an aerial of a bad hairline dude throwing the green smoke in the air. And <laughs> it's building to these moments. How did he live? How did he live? Dude, I don't know. How he, did he, he live? He, <laughs> but he does. Um, so like, he does. Because it is. Even though you it get is. these, like, every so often it'll be a, a little grain of something like like yep. that Ed Harris's character is calling for the distribution to come from a slush fund that is proceeds from illegal arms sales that you, the U.S. has made. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this reminded oh. me of in Kiss of Death, Artoon, where mm. Nicolas Cage's lawyer gets him out of trouble by pointing out that the U.S. Uh, agents were selling uh guns back onto the black art market as part of their mm-hmm. operations but that wasn't like disclosed or approved or stuff so it's like there is absolutely truth in the u.s is involved heavily involved in oh, illegal arms sales big undisclosed time. arms sales getting those proceeds having those proceeds held in funds that are making interest making money off of those continuing to hold on to it rather than distributing it in ways that it should but that's not like where the movie takes no. it like right yeah yes correct no. i mean i'll say yes. this oh um, the movie ends with being like thank god we have money for the fighter jets right yes. what would we be doing without well, more yeah. branches say, of the military to come yeah, in getting in other branches and of the zipping military in here. yeah go. we're overlapping <laughs> umbrellas of <laughs> i'll i'll say this it does a better job oh, so well, you know this is not nicholas cage's first foray into action films um because mm. he previously did uh, the film Firebirds, which was a both critical and commercial failure. Um, and nice we agreed movie. it was not a good movie. Uh, but I, R.I.P. Firebirds. But in that movie, there is truly nothing but propaganda. There is no even mm-hmm. hint of like, is yeah. anything bad? It's but all indeed, good. Yeah. It's all America. And it's truly like uh, the Mexicans are bad or whoever the cartel is. In. And it's an unknown cartel. Um in this, at the very least, one, I'm glad he came back to action movies because, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I think, unlike Bruce Willis, again, I like Bruce Willis in action movies. 
but he adds a completely different uh, flavor profile to an action yes, movie. Yes, completely different flavor profile. I would be hard-pressed to say a better flavor <laughs> profile because Bruce Willis is maybe one of the He's great dead. action hero yes. stars. Yes. And that, he does not add a flat profile. He brings no, a no, ton no, no, no. of, of yes. nuance yes. to it. Um but it never reaches such extremes as what Nick yes. is able to bring. Yes. Um, For sure. And and I'm so I'm glad he came back. And I do think that this film does allow him to continue being an action star because make no mistake, he goes from leaving this. The film that he does before this is Leaving Las Vegas, a small like $3 million indie that he wins the Oscar for um, mm-hmm. shot in like a month to becoming a like blockbuster sensation. Cause this is the first of, they call it I, like the action trilogy, which is this Connor and face off back to back to back. And he, Whoa, is those are back to back to back to back to back. Wow. Can you imagine and, being in LA for those releases? Oh Dorian? my God. Dude, oh, each, I actually cannot. That would like, be unfucking real. Like all these movies combined, the net like within a year he's basically his movies are grossing close to a billion dollars yeah isn't crazy. that crazy pre pre josh brandon's inflation as well so pre josh brandon's numbers, inflation you've got that's at least a hundred billion dollars that's a that's a hundred um, billion dollars, billion dollars. Yeah. um it's a couple twitters right there <laughs> <laughs> How political think, do we get on here? Are you are you our wokest friend? Would you say? Do you think certainly you're the, not? You're the wokest on. bloke on the block. Not no? even. I feel like close. you. Courtney. Courtney is. I think Courtney, Courtney. is our wokest friend. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm or Hannah. Hannah Deegan is. is Deegan. Hannah okay. Deegan. Wow. Shout wow. Out to and they're big Deegan. fans of each other, so they they yeah. would they would gladly accept in tandem. Sit on the oh, as long as we're in the wow. shout outs, also shout outs to you mentioned Kiss of Death a few minutes ago. Shout outs to Cassie, great episode of the pod. Um, so that was Vampire's Kiss. She was on Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's uh, Kiss. Kiss. Damn it! <laughs> I blew my shout out. Yeah, that's and then no, no, shout no, out no. to shout out to my mom. And, oh, uh, shout out to Dwayna. Yes. I love Dwayna. And just to make it even, shout out to my dad. So Dave, wow! Now Everyone getting a nice little shout out. That's great. Great. Um, we'll see who listens. Dwayne or Dave, if you're listening, go ahead. Send oh, us an email to gageoldquestionpod at gmail.com. Let's see who gets yeah. some questions. Yeah, <laughs> first one to email is my real parent. <laughs> oh my god! Oh we'll my see what god! Happens. I won't mention anything, so no one wow. tip the scale. Um, if yeah, ten years from now you get an email. <laughs> Speaking of parents, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is going to become a daddy because his girlfriend, girlfriend, not kind of fiance, definitely not wife, is definitely pregnant in this mm-hmm. um, before she heads to San Francisco where weird it, stakes. Weird, weird stakes that weird they added. Stakes. It felt like there's a lot of like everyone has to have a kid that might die. Yes. Yeah, well, we're moving into this, like, era of Nicolas Cage where he can't just be with, like, the hot chick now. She has mm. to also be pregnant so that we know, yeah. like, he's he's got this motivation. Like, yeah, he's got values. are so high for him. But it's so crazy because it's just, like, the setup for this woman should be... No, we're breaking up and you're getting an abortion. Like, like yeah, we don't, certainly that I, opening scene. He, oh, he's my like, what? God. That was a few yeah. seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, is this when he's he's naked with a guitar on the on the chair? Yeah, yes. except for socks yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Re- I had an interesting day. Okay, <laughs> this is, uh, I actually, I, when I saw the runtime of this movie, I thought to myself, how? That's so sad. How? Yeah. This movie is about them going to Alcatraz and then having to disarm some bombs. How could it be this long? And it turns out that a huge portion of the film is dedicated to the lead up. There's like eight full action sequences before yes. they even do the action sequence of them getting to Alcatraz. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's the opening. I'm calling this an action sequence because it was so intense. There's the opening where Ed Helms cries in the rain. Ed Harris. Um, yes. Ed Harris. Ed, not Ed Helms. Oh my God. Um, oh, my podcasting nerves. Uh, Ed, he's crying in the rain and he's saying like, I got to do some terrorism. So we have that. We have the. He says, uh, he says, he says, wait, wait, wait. He says, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. And he does. He misses them, her, his wife. It's his wife. His wife is dead. I thought, to me, that line landed so sarcastically. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, oh, I miss you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you then, you have the completely unrelated doll bomb oh yes the serbian ball the the serbian doll bomb just to show was i that tripping Nicolas Cage, that's just to no. show that nick knows about gases yes that he, not only gases he's the one who can get the job done not his he, friend who uh, look i'm telling you gas in this movie also gas in this movie seemed to immediately boil you which i know that gas yeah have... which is sick that is what gas does that's what gas <laughs> i know does. gas can have effects um, but that guy um, his face started immediately like blistering and boiling and i was like i mean i don't know for sure but i'm like i don't i don't think that's no, what yeah, your deadpan is too good dorian this that's <laughs> we don't think that's that's what would happen no I don't know what <laughs> no <happened. laughs> no not at all um, actually unreal and and that is if you really look into it some of like the worst images or whatever that you can possibly imagine is how do people actually die from gases this luckily does not go for an accurate depiction it goes for like an extremely cartoony Cartoon. thing which is a great decision uh because this movie did not need realistic like sarin sure. gas yes. death yes yes um because yes, yes. but okay I feel like we're also yeah. So, like, like the the vent stuff. Oh, do you want to talk about that a little more? I was going to say other other action no. sequences. Other that action sequences. Before yes. We get to Alcatraz. Is the haircut? Um, the haircut. Into- the haircut. He throws <laughs> Leo McGarry off a cliff and yes. then holds him with a string. And, yes. and and then pigeons escapes. are flying into him. Pigeons are <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, after his that... little queer eye episode, where he was, where he I... went. <laughs> and I, I do. The stylist is a, like a very crazy stereotype in lots of ways. Yeah. But I did appreciate the line that when he screams at Sean Connery, "All I care about is, are you happy with your haircut?" <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, Which... the delivery was not bad. Yes. Delivery was great, and I also I was happy with the hair. Uh, I was. I he, oh, great. I he wasn't. Looked, I liked the oh, long hair. I loved oh, the grunge. He looks like you liked Odin. He, he was, looked like Thor. He looked I like your favorite like guy, the Norse Witcher. God. Yes. Yeah. He, he looked like Geralt. He looked. He looked. Geralt. He looked like a Witcher. Yes. Yeah. He looked. In my opinion, he looked good both ways. I was like both ways. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Like like daddy. Yeah, the daddy. Very diplomatic. Bicon. Yeah. Very. Yeah, bicon. <laughs> 
but that's a whole still sequence. that goes into like like meters and coins are exploding. The truck, no, the one where he drives, believe it or not, the bomb, no, and the guy thing. goes like, like "Hey, a- you you blew up my whole car. That this stinks. Everything yeah. stinks yeah. about yeah. this." Yeah, yeah, that's there's a different. Weird. I thought that was the action sequence into the trolley. That how do we get yeah, into yes, that? There's a whole drive. There's a whole chase sequence. I'm, I'm counting. Sequence. I'm counting the hairdresser sequence and the oh chase sequence God. as two different but that's sequences. That's not fair. That's not fair because that's not it's, fair. it's literally that's one not fair. premise. We go yes, from it's the one premise. into the city of San Francisco is on fire. Yes, you're I being and unfair. This is, where I this is where I don't understand Sean Connery's character is like is like mm. that would garner national attention. He would be an international like yes. celebrity superstar phenomenon that we would be like, wait a minute, what? Like you wouldn't be able to keep secret that an MI British MI sixteen was like in American jail for thirty years. If he's doing these like huge, the media, I mean, the movie very liberally uses the mechanism of media blackout to like mm. cover up and pretend that there is a cone <laughs> yeah. of silence yeah, around yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah. they have offered that mechanism to us, but I will say it's preposterous. You dispute it. Yeah. I dispute <laughs> it. Um, and he does. The he, rest of the film is fine. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does Clean. all of this. He does all of this to rendezvous with his daughter. Yeah. Which this is what's this was actually the only part of the movie that I went, that's impossible. Where <laughs> Nicolas Cage, everything else possible. This is the one time I was like, how the what the fuck? Nicolas Cage calls his buddy over at the like the nerd station at the chemical the chemical lab. Yeah, and he goes, Can control, you get yeah. me any information on this guy? And he goes, I got nothing. Nothing. Not even his name. Oh, but his daughter's here. Yeah. I was like, weird choice. How can you have they go there's there's no information on this guy, but I have his daughter's information and address. I go You know it's so fun. I'm blaming that on Aaron Sorkin. Done. (laughs) Damn. That's why. And that feels good. That feels great. That actually feels good. Dude. Every actually every bad thing that you don't like about the movie was written by Aaron Sorkin. And that's oh, just a fact. Spicy. Wow. Spicy. <laughs> you know what I was getting when Sean Connery, when uh, Nicolas Cage was chasing Sean Connery? I felt like this is Leo and Tom Hanks in like Catch Me If You Can. Like they had that kind yes. of banter and energy. <clears throat> well, wait, that gets sense. back to, okay, so I would like to find, we do need to decide. A lot of things can be left <laughs> up in the air. Is this movie good? Is Nick Cage good <laughs> in the movie? Isn't it? Do they have chemistry? Do Sean Connery and yes, Nick Cage think- have chemistry? We have to come up unanimously with a yes or a no answer, and we all have to agree. I, we're not, Otherwise, well, the we, podcast we can't all agree. Yeah, we, we have to. Otherwise, the podcast I- doesn't get to end, and we have to podcast forever. No, I think definitively it's yes, they have chemistry. I there's many people who agree with me, Roger Ebert being one of them. So that's a, that's someone. <laughs> the and I'll say this, Roger Ebert. the late great Roger Ebert, and I'll also say this, um, Connery. Accepts mm. to do the film because he hears Nicolas Cage is playing good speed and he goes, I want to work with him. And this is just fun. This is just fun for me to hear. In 1988, mm. Nicolas Cage presents the best actor in a supporting role and he hands the Oscar to Sean Connery. Mm. And now our boys are together. I'm like, this is Kismet. The two of them are good together. They have fun repartee. 
It's the mm. the tough old British guy and the scared nerd, you know, engineer. They both have things to learn from each other. Good stuff. Good stuff. I liked it, and I was here for it. One follow-up on that, Artoon. Uh, Please. In terms of who, who do you think you would be and who would be, like, across, like, what famous actor, which role would you want to play and which famous actor would you want to play across from you? Oh, wow. Okay, so I would definitely want to play, I think, the Nicolas Cage character here. Okay, okay. And who's being um, your Mason? Who's being my Mason? I mean, this is going to sound so insane, but it's the oh. only thought that comes to mind, and it's the James wow. Pond connection. Let's let it be Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig. I, honestly, you've won me over. Steen and I, I feel like I'm we right. both agree now. It's We all are unanimous. There's no hung jury. Of course. Um, wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. We're all yes. on the same page. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Hooray. Isn't it great when Bachman's on the same page? It We're is. all back at it again. You know, these, these two watched one of my favorite movies, Paddington 2, with me, and it was a traumatic experience uh, for me. Because we all they, loved it for so all of much. Us. You know? I would say for all of yeah, us. Yeah, for actually. all of us. For all of us. Um, <laughs> for many different reasons. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, did you guys notice? I? It's funny because it's San Francisco Bay, but when they get in, when they're going into Alcatraz through like the foundry furnace, it's like, Bay Foundry Furnace, and I was like Michael Bay, <laughs> oh, and it's only yes. just now that I'm like it was Bay Bay Area, like Bay probably, yeah. Bay, but Bay. Oh, you thought it was a little Easter egg, else. A little direct, yeah. Cameo. I was like, Easter egg. <laughs> Either way, it's a good Easter egg. Did you like that? Uh, Sean Connery had to enter the furnace in a what looked like Mario style video game. Yes, Avoid he had to the dodge flames the fireballs. <laughs> he had to dodge the fireballs. Which... And there was a blade. There was like a whirling blade. That yes. Was yes. <laughs> that part's very strange because he needs to let them in from the inside, um, which usually jails are locked in the like other direction. Yes. Um and also doesn't make sense in terms of him trying to – he had to memorize it to escape. But why but didn't he just get out of that door to begin but with? But it's locked <laughs> yes. from the inside. Yes. Also, None of it makes you, sense in that way. <laughs> if you memorize the timing to escape, you're coming from the other end. <gasps> it's the opposite it's timing! It's symmetrical. It would be oh the opposite. It wasn't a symmetrical. It wasn't yeah. even like – Yeah. Oh, my God. Silly. Wow. Silly stuff. That yep. scene where he was dodging fireballs, I used to think it made sense, but now I think it doesn't. And that yeah. is the arc of, of <laughs> wow. Me and that's our second podcast. and that's our second impossible thing that's happened in this movie. Everything else is crystal clear. <laughs> Everything else, crystal. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say I would like to say that in terms of things that I think are good mechanism sorry i thought i had a better segue than that Ooh, but okay. it's just turning yeah, yeah, yeah. into i wanted to talk about this thing which yeah, is yeah. um confident fuck-ups happen at least twice in this movie once when they think mm -hmm. when the seal team thinks they have uh uh turned off the motion the laser successfully. oh yeah and yeah and they come up confidently and it's been triggered i'm like we don't usually see that, and I love it. I, I love seeing that. That's such a, a confident good point, fuck Steve. up. And then the other one we get at the end is the jet fighters coming, and they call it off, but the guy has already pressed and released one uh, mm -hmm. missile. 
I yes. was like, that's I love that too because I hate in movies when it's like the last second call off and the jets all fly off and it's just and it's like, weren't you just about to do something yeah. else? Like, yeah, like isn't there a lag? Yeah. Isn't there a lag yeah. over a the human radio at all? To it. Like yes. a human, yes. And I you thought, know these people love to. Blo- those- they were like, let's kill some civilians today, baby. Let's yeah. Oh my go. god, they were so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Using human error to motivate an action plot is so much better than we use like violence towards women. I'll just yeah. say that is the one yes. thing this movie had going for it is I didn't feel like it was. I don't ever think a single violence towards, towards women moment. Yeah. Actually, because there. Um, they're very they're very few women far in between yeah that's the easiest way to avoid violence towards women is just don't put them in your movie well it's it's not a guarantee it's not a guarantee (laughs) and and i'll say i'll say in terms of not to say that there needed to be let's say less women in this um i but here's the point that i'm making his girlfriend nicholas cage's girlfriend somehow like ends up in the like the boardroom of HQ. Of HQ. Yeah. And it seems like at yeah. first she kind of tricked the guard, but then it was fine. Then once she tricked the yeah. guard, they're like, come in, come in, be, be here. The national secu- like the head of the national security situation. And I was like, How? they'd kick her out. They'd absolutely be like a woman here, get out of here. Like, you know, and then <laughs> no, if they needed anything, if they were like, Oh, like they'd be like, bring her in so that we can ask her a question. But she was yeah. like sitting there calling shots with people being like, he would never do that. And like, I'm like, yeah. how did she get here? How did she get here? Yeah. I guess not to say we needed less women, but I was questioning how she ended up there. <laughs> we were all, we and all that heard will, that, that woman be, speak. That is a brief, <laughs> and it's a recurring thought, motif in Nicolas Cage action movies. It's how did this woman get here and why is she here? Yes. Um, but <laughs> no problem. Oh boy. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. Final thoughts. Do you guys have more stuff that we haven't covered? How are you feeling? Oh, I have a quiz. Oh, what do you think the average shot length is and the median shot length is for this movie? Okay, let's. I need a little more context. What are we talking about? What is shot length? Like so, uh, you know, like a, if you see a shot. Okay, this is so bad. Um, Try to also remember that there are people who of don't course, of course, live thank in you, Hollywood thank you. Yes, and yes, Los yes, Angeles yes. listening mm-hmm. to so this. So when I'm... you're watching a movie, anytime the camera perspective changes to a different like cut, uh, it's going to be. A, a cut if it's a different camera perspective if it's a different take um if it's just and this moving is things around where like some movies have like one shots that are like over a minute long yes like 1917 famously has a lot of big oneers right you're screaming um, you're screaming just i'm not screaming I'm yeah, just why are you screaming right now? I'm 1917 has a lot of famous one, one shots, one, one shots. take. Yes. No, not one take is different because that's you would only want to done it but a one it's shot one shot you could do many takes yes. mm-hmm. And and um, wait, am I right that like a minute is an impressive amount of time, or is not? I What's would say yes. Yes. Of time for a take? yes. Yes. Okay. Really, so I just want, genre I just want some context for what. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I would say my guess for the median is going to be maybe five seconds. And I'm the, going to five second and, median, and I'm maybe going a bit. I'm trying to picture now. How did we not even talk about their trip into prospector territory where they start? Oh, when they go on the Indiana Jones ride <laughs> around, that was unreal. But it's too late. Why we missed this? it. He falls oh, into. Steen, you blacked it out. Oh, you must well, have blacked it out. Not to flame Steen, but we. This was 
At some point in the movie, I turn over and Christina's eyes are closed. And I watch her for like maybe 45 seconds to a minute. As as I'm watching, I'm just like turning. I'm like, oh, it's still closed. And then I tap her and she goes, I wasn't sleeping. And I go, I was watching you for a minute. She goes, I closed my eyes for just one minute. As if the second I turned to look at her is right when she rested her eyes. It was right around this Indiana Jones cart sequence as they ride the railways. It, it truly, I was like, what did they used to mine ore under Alcatraz Dude, Island? They had a, like a gold underground <laughs> mine. I'm shocked that only one person escaped. I, I if with this whole rail system, I imagine like, everyone everyone, would everyone could be out of here. They're, yes. Um, but let's get back to but Shotzi, anyway we missed so. that it's too late to go back to it i'm gonna say median five and average weirdly a bit longer than that at like nine okay let's hear it, arjun what is Steve, it? you don't want to guess answer. you're not interested i don't want to guess the average it, shot length is 2.6 seconds with the median <laughs> shot length with the median shot length being 2.5 seconds so it's <gasps> it's not even like some very small shots are skewing us that's the shot length that is the shot length of this movie is 2.5 seconds, which does oh – I know for Christina, it turns her off. But for me, I'm like, yes, new, ah, uh, ba it, it's I find it so egregious. It is. But it's you know, egregious. And, and, and I'm sorry. I know we closed the book on the chemistry thing, but I have to reopen it. How can you have chemistry with a scene yeah, partner in two a and a point. half second shots? Such a That's good point. That's what I, I'm it's like. Such a good point. This makes sense why it didn't read it to really me is. like they were ever looking at each other in the eye. They probably weren't. Also, also that's a that's a uh, a directorial flaw that I think is a Michael Bay. He's known for this, yes. which is he's giving you hero shots at the expense of relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if there's an option to get a scene where someone's defusing a bomb. <clears throat> And you could either, and this goes to the important again for the for the non Hollywood viewer here. It's so it's really difficult to get a grasp on like what makes directing good, bad, whatever. And yeah. oftentimes it's not even good or bad; it's just choices. Mm-hmm. And so if you have uh, Nick Cage is diffusing the rocket chip and getting that out of the tr- transmuter, whatever the hell that is, mm-hmm. you can frame it in a way where it's trembling hands to show how nervous nick cage might be you can frame it on cage's face to get sweat or you can take a step back and you get a little less detail on cage but you can show connery maybe in the background and you can get what is connery feeling in this moment um what that does though is it adds a bit of complexity to a shot and it means that uh you're not getting such a big bold dumb like you're you're yes. adding you're painting Glossy, with multiple colors like, and yes. and this instead michael bay is going to give you gloss yes it's bayham it's bayham it's bayham um, it's bayham and but in the same way that you know you go to a museum and you can see you could see a picasso you could see a rothko you could see a pollock mm-hmm. you don't want every director painting with the same brush you know what i mean i'm glad mm-hmm. we have our michael bays and i'm glad we have our Martin Scorsese's and our Steven Spielberg's, right? Um, men, men, our, men. Sophia I'm Coppola's. so glad we have all these yep. men directing. Yep. All the different yep. ways that men can direct. Ah, yep. it is good to yep. have variety. I love yep. variety I love in viewpoints and I love variety. And Greta Gerwig. And, and Sophia Different, Coppola. different storytelling. Ah, hooray. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, my, the, the point I was making is, is it's fun to have uh, different it's flavors. Good to have. And it's great to have. And I will say I th- I do think 
in regard, this is one of those things where there's a lot of movies that come out after this, because this is Michael Bay's, one of his first forays into full feature making. If his, if it's not his first, it's his second. He used to be like a music video guy, um, which also makes sense for the style. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that copy it that I would say do it far less successfully. And those movies are very hard to enjoy and watch and are a little more, you're just like, oh, there's like, just a lot of quick cutting. It doesn't get some of the heart that I think Bay mm-hmm. adds to it, or the spectacle, like the you know the yeah. Way Mike, he's Michael able Bay to does see. have he has an understanding similar to Steven Spielberg in terms of like creating spectacle, but he doesn't yeah. have Spielberg has some extra element of heart that you know I'm not the biggest Spielberg fan, but just mm-hmm. in terms of raw di- directorial understanding, Spielberg brings he manages to show actually that you can paint with the exact set of brushes that Michael Bay is painting with and do it in a, in my uh, opinion, a much more like exciting and engaging way emotionally that invites other people than just erect teenage boys to the table. Um, Spielberg can get a less erect audience to also engage. Um mm-hmm with those same tools. And that's my, that's my biggest critique of the movie. It's my biggest critique of Michael Bay. And, uh, and yet, and yet this is going to maybe transition into my final take on Nick Cage in this, which is uh, Nick Cage does not bring that same paint uh, set of brushes to keep our metaphor going he brings his own specific one and is it the one that i would have wanted if i were directing this movie or shooting it absolutely not not in a million goddamn years but for what he was given and the movie he was given i think he actually fights against the natural stream of action movie tendencies and creates his own character and he i'm giving nick cage Thumbs up elevates the movie for me. That's yes. my date. Well, let's 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 let me help you out here. Let's get into these ratings. So the last segment <laughs> of our show is ratings, and we rate the movies out of five stars, a la Great. Letterbox. Um, mm-hmm. and then we rate Nicolas Cage's performance out of ten cages. You get five oh. points for the creative and five mm. points for the technical. So it's okay. not good or bad. Wow. It's yep, not. Yep, 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 like, yep, 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 yep. Miracle. Do you want to chew that over and go last, or do you want to? You I would were, love to go You last. were just giving an emotional. No, 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 no. I would <clears> love to go last. So let me take it away. This is a four-star movie. Uh, it's fantastic. It's one of, I'd say, Michael Bay's best. Maybe Transformers edging it out as Bay's best, um, but fantastic. I immediately after this movie watched another Michael Bay film, Pain and Gain, just because I was like, this guy makes good films. I like it. Also because you were drunk. I did get drunk during this movie. I guess it didn't come up. I had one drink, and then I don't know how it happened, but I had two more. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm uh, so sober. Uh, I also had an edible. I guess if, we're, if they were spilling beans, I had an edible as well. Uh, or do you who's going to stop me? Nobody You're spilling too many beans. You're spilling too many so beans. You You're going to get in so much trouble. You're going to get in so much trouble. If people and it was and let me tell you, it was incredible. It was amazing. Um, would recommend. Would recommend that that's how you view this film. Um, oh my god! For Nicholas Gage. So this is four stars from a drunk man, Dorian. Just from a cross faded. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know who made who made the rule that only only sober Sally's are watching movies. Okay. For Nicolas Cage, um, I think what he brings to this, and I think that's a lot of what we've been talking about, is what he brings to the action film genre, and especially this being the first foray back in since Firebirds, is going to get a five. Technical, I mean, there are some stuff where I'm going, what are you doing, buddy? It's 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 so crazy. So like uh, maybe a three for a total of an eight. But I think he brings a five. I think he is bringing something so new and so fresh, and he's bringing... People said, you're too quirky for action movies. And he said, I can be in an action movie and still be my quirky self. Nobody said that. People, everyone was holding before. him this down. This is not no, he his had first it. action movie. It's just Firebirds. This is not his first action movie. Firebirds, <laughs> it's still a movie. He had done a movie. And also he had done in Time to Kill is technically an action movie. It's a horrible, no, stupid Time war to movie, Kill is not an action movie. But it's technically an action movie. Time to Kill is not an action movie. Time to Kill is a boring desert movie. I love the idea that people are going to the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola and saying, you don't get to do things. We're holding you down. You can't be a big you movies. Back. You're you too <laughs> quirky. He's been being paid so much to be in movies and be quirky. Crazy. Take okay. it away, Steve. This is this is. I can have my ratings. <laughs> I'll give this two stars, but know that I'm really close to a one and a half what? or a one star. Mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm giving it. I'm giving it a star for Alcatraz, and I am giving it a star for the confident fuck ups mechanism that I mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that. I, it's not it's not for me it's not for me um mm-hmm. and nicholas cage is getting four cages for me on this you are getting two two for the technical and two for the creative he's got one two guns on either side those arms <laughs> uh, he's carrying is i don't know it was <clears throat> I, I i i could i couldn't hear him i couldn't understand him you were asleep you slept. I, I was only snoozing during the last 30 minutes. I had plenty of exposure to decide whether or not this performance was doing it for me. We're watching this one drunk guy and someone. Else. Yeah, I. Okay. Listeners, uh, before I give my ratings, you should know I was texting about uh, in preparation for the podcast, wanting to be. I really wanted to bring, you know, the professionality that my friends deserve because this is a well-regarded and a highly rated podcast. And then you get a look at how the sausage is made, listeners, and you realize that the cage has rubbed off on the cagers, all right? What? <laughs> what? Wow. This is, this is- Wait, Arjun was getting upset being like, so only sober people can watch movies? Dorian's coming through being like, yes. If you want to be serious about film, you better be sober. (laughs) You better have your eyes wide open. (laughs) I actually think that in this case, I, my ratings are skewed by being sober in a really, uh, in a, in a honestly bozo way. So take my grain with a, take my ratings with a sober Sally grain of salt, but here's what I'm doing. I'm dropping a two and a half on The Rock on 1996's The Rock. Um, It loses a full star for really questionable thematic connections that end up feeling that leave me with a sad feeling in the pit of my stomach about my role in profiting off of just like 
the 100 plus years of international despair. Um, Mm. And honestly, I think I think the way that that Vietnam people, the movies that try and be like treat Vietnam the same way that another movie 20 years earlier might have talked about World War Two or whatever um, aged like like poisonous gas uh like sarin fucking gas because it is yeah like a little green ball of gas yes like a little green (gasps) nerf ball of sarin gas because it is so unbelievably hard to empathize with this movie that's trying so hard to get me to empathize with serial killers um so it's losing a star for that it's losing (laughs) another star for for what I wanted actually to be maybe some quicker, let's get to the, to the good stuff a little quicker and it's losing a half star. Um, it's losing a half star, honestly, for some of, some of the chemistry between Nick and Sean Connery. I, I didn't really buy. That's where I come down on it. I'm sorry. I didn't find them to be that great together. Uh, I find them actually to be, like two suns blazing too hot in the sky together and they're both trying to outdo each other and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, too similar. Wow. That's you that's guys my are take. On Earth yeah, too tattooing baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um as for Nick, I'm I look, I can't help it. I'm giving him uh on the create the creative element, I'm giving him a 5. On the technical <gasps> element, I'm giving him a 2. Uh, I think he stinks and I think he's fun. And so that's seven oh cages God. out of 10 for me. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. A stinks, but fun is a perfect seven. Yep. I'm obsessed. The with perfect that. seven. Now, you know how we feel about the movie listener and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at cage question and send in emails to cage question pod at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and feel free to throw a five-star review our way. Dorian, do you have anything to plug? I do actually. So um, I'm going to plug. There's this really great deli in Havertown, Pennsylvania. It's uh, it's Centrella's Deli. <laughs> I actually have a clip, an audio clip of their advertisement here that I would like to play. Hey guys, welcome to Centrella's Deli. This is the best deli around. And you can come on in. We got sandwiches. We got... Uh, that's pretty much it. That's what we got. But you can buy t-shirts and you can buy sweatshirts. And uh, and so welcome to Centrellas, where all your sandwiches come true. Centrellas. <clears throat> all right. And that's what I got for you. So wow. check it out. In- in- incredible. Incredible. Arjun, you want to? Oh, uh, come on down to UCB Monday nights for Herald Night. Uh, catch the improv team at Ghost. It's a good time. Uh, tickets are $10. You can get them at the UCB Comedy website. Um, you go ahead and check it out. Good improv. Good improv Monday nights at UCB with me, Artie Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> For our next episode, we are watching the 1997 film Con Air. We hope you'll watch with us and listen in. Signing off, this is Christina. And Artie Nazareth with special guest. Dorian Keyes. And we're asking you the cage-old question. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. <laughs>